Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. What is going on everybody? My name is Cotter Lawler. Welcome to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Here's for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how is it going? Did we do something to piss off Marvel Studios? I don't want to say we pissed in Kevin Feige's cereal, but I know for a fact that I did. So I don't know what you were up to last week. But I yes. think that might have did it. I was I was stealing Kevin Feige's cereal, so I'm not sure how to feel about this whole situation. Ironically, we leaked the trailer yeah. <laughs> after the show. Yeah, that was That's us. <laughs> you have us to thank for that. So, if anyone doesn't know, last week we recorded Movie Mondays, and Sean, you very rightly said, we're recording this on a Sunday, something might happen tomorrow that might lead us to be behind the times in terms yeah, of trailers. There was a big Sony investors meeting that they showed a load of forthcoming projects at and wouldn't you know it, mm. but didn't... Desp- okay, first of all, the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer leaked and it was an unfinished Which was even version. worse. <laughs> even worse. Much, much worse. And I, God help me, watched a Twitter video of someone who filmed their phone playing the trailer, right? That's, that's how desperate you are. That and it was, just... an, it was an unfinished trailer with unfinished VFX. It was a nightmare. And then didn't I go to sleep? And then didn't I wake up, unfortunately? And then... In... <laughs> that's, that's a millennial attitude right there. <laughs> unfortunately, didn't I wake up? <laughs> didn't I wake up? And then what do I see front page of YouTube as soon as I, you know open YouTube in the morning to do my daily wellness routine and it's Spider-Man No Way Home full trailer unfiltered and didn't I only publish the episode not six hours prior so here's the thing we are going to cover probably the biggest trailer no, we're not. of no we're not no, we're gonna skip it let's just skip it right no. we came to the decision that we're probably just going to have to record it now or well say 
it'll be our big story of the week. So we will talk yeah. about it at the end of the show. Give it enough time, we can discuss everything to do with that. But, I mean... Everyone's probably already talked about this trailer a hundred times. Anyone listening to this, you've probably heard 50 million te- uh, theories. So oh, yeah. I think we have is going to be old stories. <laughs> Actually, I have simultaneously an inside scoop wild trailer. Uh, <laughs> fucking throw shit at the wall and see what sticks theory. That's guaranteed. Just stay till the end of the show. I'll definitely yeah. okay. have new information for you lads. And we also have very exciting news because uh, we actually recorded our this month's Lazarus Pit. Mm. And we covered a movie that this... That the new film will be kind of also covering, maybe covering, that's the amazing Spider-Man, which with Andrew Garfield is our Lazarus Pit movie. And yes. We, we went back and we watched it. Want to see if it still holds up. Is it still amazing? It's in the name, Sean. It can't lie to us. It's a bold move. It's a bold move, actually, to give yourself an adjective in the title. Uh, it can't say the mediocre Spider-Man. No, but but if we said the 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 marvelous movie Mondays, different story, mm. entirely. <laughs> so that is all yet to come, and that is over on our Patreon. If you want to head on over there, but shall we are starting this week with a red band trailer that I think I don't want to go out of my way, but biggest trailer this year, oh, possibly. Um, interesting. Uh, that is the Kingsman trailer. Uh, I was the King's say Man. Paw Patrol. I was going to say Paw Patrol. <laughs> oh, it was Paw Patrol. That's next week. If, if that drops after we publish this episode, I'm going to lose my shit. Oh, I'm going to walk. Paw Patrol. I'm done. <laughs> um, the King's Man Red Band trailer came out during the week, um, and it's it's set to hit the cinemas this Christmas. Directed yep. by Mr. Matthew Vaughn, who of course directed the previous Kingsman movies, and we are big fans of both Matthew Vaughn. And the Kingsman, the first one, definitely. Second one. Yeah. Eh. Second one, I think, is perfectly serviceable. It's better than most other comic book movies. And so we've been seeing trailers for this um, film come out for a while. It's a prequel. So it is set in World War II times. And is basically the foundation behind the Kingsman. Um, And so we're going to go back... Go back to the olden times where where men were men and 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 Matthew Vaughn was directing fight scenes, but nobody has any extra technology. It's all just kung fu. It's 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 men doing judo chops, and <laughs> but also I feel like they're okay. And this is the thing about this movie that I wanted to get into a bit because some of my favorite things in Kingsman and like old school James Bond movies are the ridiculous gadgets. But this is, as you said, um, a World War One ish movie. Uh, World War One, World War Two. When was Rasputin about? Uh, oh, I think that might be one. Think it was one. Okay, we're looking at one. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to see a World War One version of spy tech, which I imagine is just a lot of cyanide capsules in a lot of things. Hmm. You know that, like, there's a cane that shoots cyanide into someone's face. Now, here's the thing, though. We also have a sword that's a gun, which piqued my interest, because that's, that's just... That's something you see and you go, that's cool. <laughs> Can you... I don't know if you're as into Assassin's Creed as I used to be. Wasn't there a sword gun in Assassin's Creed? Uh, no, I thought it was like a... I thought you had a blade on your wrist, but the gun yeah. was on the other side. That's very true. Yeah, sorry, I'm thinking of Final Fantasy. 
there's just a strip. No, it can't. Like, if you get a chance, look this up because it's fucking hilarious. It's a sword, but the handle is a revolver. <laughs> yes, that's what I want. I want batshit stuff for yeah. a Kingsman film. I want them to go all the way. The problem here is that if you go full mad, then the question becomes why wasn't that technology in the other films? Because that's yeah. cool. And why hasn't that, like, affected the world? Um, I thought it was a bold move in this Red Band trailer that you show the assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand. I think bold strategy, go in hard. Go in hard and early. Just, yeah, God, I can't, I, I can't wait till Kingsman set in the 1960s and we see what happens. <laughs> God, didn't something happen then, lads? <laughs> um, we also have, I mean, we can kind of assume that Rasputin is the bad guy in this movie. Yeah, I um, imagine, this is a weird sentence, but I imagine he's the Samuel L. Jackson tech mogul of this Kingsman movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, do you think we as a society could have predicted 10 years ago that the sentence <laughs> Rasputin will be the technology mogul of this film <laughs> could have been said? I don't know a whole lot. No, look, I, do, I don't know a whole lot about Rasputin. I don't know if he was a tech mogul or not. But I think he was just a dude that basically talked his way into like the upper echelons of politics and warmongering. Well, in this trailer, he has such eloquent lines as he can't make a decision on an empty stomach or... With, no, he has to have a full stomach or empty balls. And then Ray Fine says, thank God there's food <laughs> at this dinner. <laughs> Which I mean, get, got us off to... It got us off to a place that Sets I went... This, this is where we are. Yes, this is, this is the universe that we're in at the minute. Um, I Like, I'm not sure in how much... The, I, to, to be... Okay, I'm going to start that sentence again. I, I, I think this film, based on this one trailer, this um, seems to not be coasting on the success of the Kingsman, the first Kingsman that is set after this. This seems to be its own world, kind of. like it's, This feels like the story that's taking place actually came before the movie we've already seen, if that makes sense. And, and it's going to be very gory. And it's going to be very violent, which Matthew Vaughn is very good at anyway. Um, yeah. And the scene where we keep seeing them outside the barn, where there's a big fight scene, I think that will be the church scene of this film. The Yeah, where like Colin first goes insane in a church in yeah, the first and, and that's Yeah, that's, that's a great scene. So I think they're going to have to have a scene here where the camera doesn't cut. And we just see lots of people being butchered to death repeatedly. Um, and yeah, you've got the... They're just setting up the Kingsmen. Now, Matthew Vaughn has talked about it, and his words were, it's more serious, but it's not boring, is what his exact wording was. So it's like, it's a serious film, but it's it's not boring. I, I just want to say that straight out. He's not saying it's like going to send us to sleep. Just like, yeah, like it's it's not like 1917, that, that boring film that we all saw. <laughs> shit, shit, we said. <laughs> the, um, the The... Fucking cast for this is unreal, by the way. Just this film. Like, I just looked it up there, and you have Ray Fiennes, Gemma Artenturn, Reese Ifans, Matthew Good, Tom Hollander, Harris Dickinson, Daniel Bruhl, Jimon Hansu, and Charles Dance. It's, it's not bad. 
It's, it's a pretty bad. good lineup. It, yeah. look, it's no knives out three, let's just say that. Yeah. Oh, look, we're <laughs> going to say that straight out, but I mean, it's good for a king's man, I suppose. DM, and this was originally meant to come out about a year or two ago, I think, but because of a global bastard that happened, it's been delayed several times at this point. Yeah, and but I, look, I think it should come out. It could be a very interesting idea that they're going down. Um, I, I want to see how much it changes it up, because it could be very forgetful either. I think this is a film that... I'm looking at the trailers, but I still have the love for Kingsman 1. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, ah, oh, we're giving it a pass. Okay, let's just go see it and we'll see if it's good. And if it is good, I'll be like, let's give me more of this. But then I also want more modern Kingsman. So I don't know where they're going to go if this is successful. That's the thing. But would you want more modern Kingsman after seeing The Golden Circle? Uh, no. <laughs> but I want more modern Kingsman after seeing Kingsman. I see. I get you. You want the first movie captured again. See, I think this is a nice balance because, especially for a Christmas movie, because I think if you're like in a, and I'm speaking of a situation like myself, where you you're like you know mid twenties, you're at home for Christmas with the parents, and you want to go out and see a film. This has everything for everyone. It has World War One for the dads. I don't know if your <laughs> if your older relatives will be like, yeah, slice his head off, my, fuck him my, up. I I think my parents would love this movie, <laughs> but my parents are cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> anyone who says that, nope, <laughs> not cool. My, I'll, I'll I'll get my parents to fight you right now, Connor. The, do you ever see those people who are like, I'm going to be cool parents? And then I just think to myself, nobody's a cool parent. No one's like, a cool you, parent. It's impossible to be a cool parent. You shouldn't be a cool parent, though. No, because if you're a cool parent, then your kids, like... You're a terrible parent. <laughs> <laughs> you just said your parents are cool. No, no, my, my parents, look, look, no. I didn't say oh, that. he's just digging. putting words oh. in my mouth. Look, if, oh. you're, look, if you're my parents oh. and you're listening to this years after <laughs> if my day, you're my that wasn't true. That wasn't. No, he didn't mean that. I didn't say that. It's all if fine. If you're my parents and yeah. you're listening to this, they're not listening also, to this. can I just say, I double-checked the parachute. I know mm. it was fine. That was definitely suspect what happened. <laughs> now. So, good. Glad we got that in. So, we're moving on, Sean. <laughs> I think that's enough of the king's man before you get yourself into more trouble. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, get... can I? Yeah, can oh. I just say to the listeners, I did have a monster before this, and my God, did you? <laughs> yeah, oh, can we've you got tell? monster Sean. Monst- we've got monster Sean. Please don't start monster Sean being a, a, thing. a wild card. A wild card, but I'm glad he's in our deck. Um, so we're moving on to our next piece of news, Sean, and I have exciting news that I think you're going to like. I don't you think I'm going to like me, this. Your favourite cinematic universe. Here we go. Wasn't the MCU. And it so wasn't the DCEU. Oh. Right? You said to me, specifically, your favourite universe was Universal's Monsters Universe. The Dark Universe, the Sean. Dark Universe. In many ways, it is my favourite universe. Mm. because Now, we've had such great Phillips. In this dark universe, we even had a, a logo done up for Tom, Tom Cruise's <laughs> The Mummy. The da- where the universe a logo and it pans around and then suddenly it's the dark universe. Sadly, we didn't know it at the time, but that was the peak of the dark universe. That was, 
the peak of the dark universe and also the last time we would see that logo it turns out <laughs> because the mummy came out and it came and went and nobody wanted to do any more films in yeah. the dark universe it didn't make a billion dollars straight away so they gave up mm. on the whole idea but here's the take Universal have been putting out feelers. We know that. They did The Invisible Man last year. Um, yeah. That was like last, what, February? January? Something like that. Ma- like, I think like- that was like May of 2020. No, was it? it wasn't. What? No, it was before that. Look, we can solve this right the fuck now. I'm Hang predicting on. February. I'm um, predicting between February and May. <laughs> Not The Invisible Man 1993. Why the fuck <laughs> would you give me that result? <laughs> Who's looking for that? The Invisible Man, 2020. Budget of $7 million, by the way. Pretty impressive yeah, for the amount of made money. Made a lot made. of money. Made a lot of money. Uh, Only mm, shooting one uh, person. Okay, hang on. When did okay. it come out? You when did it come out? I can't say. When did it come out? It's impossible to know, Connor. Uh, when, the, when did it come out? The date has been expunged. I can't. Was it by any chance in February? This might have been February 28, 2020, but that's in the United States. It was February 27th in Australia, it turns out. Oh, fuck. <laughs> that's a random piece of knowledge that I know. Who is that in your head? <laughs> I don't know. I remember having a conversation when it came out. Uh, but look, the Universal, they came out, brought out that film. They made a lot of money off a very low budget. Yeah. And then the guys at Universal thought, and it's definitely white men in suits sitting around the table, thought, Wait a minute, we like money, why don't we do more of them? Forgetting the mommy, because, I mean, that was just a one and done, it went wrong, but nobody remembers it. But it's fine. It's quickly being spun off into the Scorpion King with Roman Reigns, hopefully, as we discussed last (laughs) week. (laughs) So, we've got a Universal monster movie coming out, Sean, and it's starring Mr. Nicholas Holt. And so, I'm going to say Cage for a second. <laughs> no, Nicholas Holt. They wouldn't be that mad. Still um, pretty good. Tony from Skins. And this is a film about Dracula as henchman. <laughs> Dracula's henchman? Renfield is getting its own film. What the fuck, lads? Renfield. They, like, they gave fucking Dr. Frankenstein's assistant a film but it was an animated kids movie called Igor I think yeah. we'll all remember so look, Renf- we've all I mean Bram Stoker's Dracula it's been retold many times on screenshot how do you spice it up how do you change it around well I don't want to know about Dracula tell me about Dracula's henchman Renfield he's the real money maker yeah so he's okay Okay, so, Renfield, inmate at the asylum, and compelled to eat living creatures in the hope of obtaining their life force for himself. That's Renfield's whole deal. So, they wa- So this is the movie Todd Phillips' Joker, but about a cannibal. Yeah, yeah. that's going to be good. Think it's about gonna, it. It's gonna be, uh, that's, that's definitely the third movie that you should include in this universe <laughs> that means it's the mummy the invisible man and, and Renfield <laughs> they're also doing the Wolfman with Ryan Gosling um, and they're also doing Van Helsing with James Wan is on board to produce that but Renfield is the one that they have announced now so we've got Renfield assistant to Dracula the vampire 
how how what's the best way? Think about it though. You do the first movie to do the assistant. Yeah. You've got a fucking sequel built in by. All you gotta do is just tweak it just a little bit, and now we're going to actually the one we want to talk about. This is really fucked because, like, usually you'd have the main character and the sidekick. That's the Dracula Renfield dynamic, right? And then the sidekick would be given their own movie to flesh out their story. Yeah, but in this but think situation, about what, what happens if the Universal logo is turned upside down and you switch movie making around? Renfield's the new Dracula. It's correct. Like, cause, start with I, the side character. They start with like, the spin-off. Yeah, fucking yeah. Like, but this is like this would be like starting with Iron Lad and being like, and now here's Iron Man. <laughs> if you like Robin's new movie, you're gonna really like his partner. He's pretty big. <laughs> He's pretty impressive. But like, do you think that are they just assuming that? Everyone knows the Dracula story. Why not start with Dracula? They own this cat. Why not start with Dracula? Because they already did Dracula and Dracula Untold. That was yeah, like just, five but, years ago. But they didn't tell us about Dracula in that. Yeah, it was true. Untold. Like, what was Renfield in Dracula Untold? Uh, I can't remember. No, Nicholas Holt wasn't in Renfield. <laughs> it wasn't Renfield in Dracula Untold. So did they recast Renfield? Because I'm about to get in. I'm about to start a petition over that. I mean, I don't think he was in that movie at all. Right. So, does is this Dracula from who played Dracula in Dracula Untold? Oh God! I can only tell you when the Invisible Man came out because of my it, love of the Dark Universe. Of course. Well, look, you'll mm. be forgiven for that, Connor. It was your man who was in the Hobbit, wasn't it? Uh, where is Martin he gone? Martin Freeman. No, the other lad. Uh, Luke, uh, Luke Evans, Luke <laughs> Evans, it was Luke Evans playing Dracula in Dracula Untold. No mention of Nicholas Holt anywhere in the first paragraph of this Wikipedia page, which is, means he doesn't exist. But what I'm telling you is what if we look at Dracula Untold? That didn't work. Nobody liked that. What if we looked at the Dracula property? Change it up. Let's do the side character and we'll bring him in. And everyone's going like, God, I love Redfield. God, if only there was another character in this universe that was equally as entertaining as this character. I mean, I guess it can tie into Van Helsing a bit more that way. But so could Dracula. But also, like there was a fine Van Helsing. I maintain that Van Helsing movie that we already got is fine. So... Also, Nicholas Holt is a big get for this film because I think this film's going to be bad. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, true. I feel like Nicholas Holt has a habit of getting into films with a lot of promise, but end up being fairly middling at the end of things. Like the he was he he played Tolkien in the Tolkien movie. He did. The, the story, by the way, for the Redfield film will be done by Robert Kirkman. Of The Walking Dead Of The fame. Walking Dead. Right. Yeah. Interesting. I very much like The Walking Dead comics and the first season of the show. There's uh, been nine seasons or something, though. <laughs> well, the, and the next one is due to come out, Connor. <laughs> I but, really like the first season but of this that nine-season show. But they got rid of him as the showrunner after the first yeah. season. So maybe it'll work. So now this is a man who has written zombie show slash comic and is now doing mm. a Dracula. F- well, it's not Dracula. Will they have vampires in this? Um, 
I don't know, because also Paul Feig, if I remember correctly, is doing The Dark Army. Um, and that has its own new take on Dracula. So they're also doing The Invisible Woman, which I think is a sequel to The Invisible Man. With Jessica so, Alba, of course. Yes. So they've got all these properties shot. I think we could be living in... We're living in Universal's world, and we just don't even know it yet. Like, the MCU is going along making 3 billion, 2 billion, whatever. Can right? I just say, they're also introducing vampires pretty soon. They are, but they're not going to do it as well as Redfield. They're I can tell you that Marvel now. Marvel zombies coming up soon. <laughs> yeah, but do they own the rights to these publicly traded characters? They don't, Sean. They just don't. <laughs> they don't, Sean. No one does. Oh, <laughs> no <wait>. one does. <laughs> wait, no. Actually, Universal sometimes does. Yeah, and uh, and they also have the Hulk, so you can have the Hulk technically fight Renfield. Hmm. <laughs> Nicholas Holt is dead. You, dead. You, you said mm to that, and then your, your brain processed it. <laughs> I just visually imagine Nicholas Holt getting his head just punched <laughs> repeatedly. My God, that's, that's that's pretty grim. Have you seen actually? Because here's a weird link now. Is because Nicholas Holt was in what's the name of the movie? It's Romeo and Juliet, but with zombies. Oh, I Zombie. Is that what it was called? Is it I Zombie? Because uh, he plays, he's a zombie named R. Is his name because he says R because he's a zombie. I, I think that was. Oh no, it might not be I zombie. It might be like no, or the, something. Uh, warm bodies. That's it. Warm bodies. So he was a zombie, and now he's going to be a cannibal. <laughs> <laughs> he has a he has a thing, and in Mad Max, I mean, I could assume he eats people in that movie too. I think it's nearly confirmed that they do eat people. Isn't that right? Exactly. He just has a thing. And as Beast and X-Men, definite cannibal. Definite. Definite cannibal. And as no. Tony in Skins, definitely a cannibal. I've seen what's four it, episodes of Skins, by the way. What's he eating? Think about it. What's the title? Skins. Skins. That's what it's about. It's under the layer, but you have to really look at it. I think really it's more about cigarettes, though. Don't think so. I don't no. think so, Sean. I've right. seen one episode, right? <laughs> Which episode? Is it the first one? Um, no, season six, episode ten. Jesus, Jesus. Good God. Actually, I have a, I have a funny story about that randomly. So okay. I, came, I came home to see the parents, right? And mm-hmm. they're watching a show called Bosch on Amazon Prime. My parents um, love Bosch on Amazon Prime. It's a detective show or whatever, right? And so they're on episode three of season one. So I walk in and... I look at the screen and it clearly says season seven, episode three. Okay. And I'm like, you're not that far into the show. And they said, yeah, we just clicked on it. Everyone's talking about things that we don't know what they're talking about. We're like, they were like, they watched for 27 minutes of of season seven, episode three. Before saying, oh no, we've seen that already. No, oh, we haven't seeing, seen that. They're only on episode three of season one, Sean. <laughs> God, this escalated quickly. <laughs> they were like, everyone was talking about a fire. We hadn't seen any fire. <laughs> How far would they have watched without you saying anything? Uh, well, they were 27 minutes into a 42 minute episode, so I can only it's assume they would have finished the season. <laughs> it's been like, God, we know how it ends, but... 
what happened in the middle? <laughs> and his daughter in episode one is like 10, and his daughter in season seven <laughs> is like 21. So how they looked at her and went, that's the same girl now. She's the same age. That's ridiculous. The uh, That's so, just because Amazon have fucked up system with the seasons. Amazon are twisted, because sometimes the same show is listed as two different, like, boxes to click but it's different seasons of the same show it's fucked this is also i had terrible trouble finding this is us you you've said this before to me and i was Mm -hmm. like that's shit that's shitty also superstore on netflix if anyone is watching that um the end of season one ends on like kind you know it's a fucking sitcom but it ends on a cliffhanger and the next episode was clearly meant to be before that because everything's fine <laughs> in the first episode of season two. Everything is fine. And He's then, dead. <laughs> and then episode two of season two happens and it picks up from the cliffhanger. Oh, no. <laughs> what happened? It's like, I'm glad I wasn't watching that week on week because I would be pissed. Okay. So we'll move, we have to move on from our streaming services, Sean. Sorry, to another sorry. thing that I think you're going to like. And that is Star Wars. Oh, and I have a heavy go, rumor. Either way here. <laughs> I have a heavy rumor that I don't think you're gonna like. Oh, no. So we talked about a little t- a little thing called Star Wars fatigue a few years ago. That was when we yes. were getting a lot of products and a lot of properties constantly about this. And what was hindering it was it wasn't universally loved. Um, and so I think that makes people not really get as much into it. If you're like, oh, sorry. Move on. Okay, next one. That's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If 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 you're getting a lot of stuff that's just fine, eventually you're like, oh, there's definitely something better I could be doing with my time. So then, what happened was Star Wars has kind of vanished at the minute. They've been doing the Mandalorian or whatever, but in terms of movies, they're very much like they haven't released anything for a few years. Yeah, last Um, movie I think was Rise of Skywalker. Somehow, somehow Palpatine is back. Somehow Palpatine survived. But, and look, to, to their credit, Mandalorian and Bad Batch are both very, very good. Uh, and it's good to see. But yeah, you're right. No movies, no feature films, no releases. But we also know that several major announcements have been made regarding multiple films that are in the works currently for yes. Star Wars. Um, and that, for example, Paddy Jenkins was, is down to do one. Taika Waititi is down to do one. I think Ryan Johnson's trilogy is still technically happening. There's the anime, the Star Wars Visions, the anime one that they're doing. Exactly. So you have all of these films that are all there. And so we're like, okay, well, when are they going to bring them out? Well, now the rumour is, Sean, that Lucasfilm is looking to do two Star Wars movies a year. Moving into the future. <laughs> oh, no. oh no, it's not gone well in the past, has it? Oh, it's not gone well in the past. Remember that year we got Rogue One and Solo. By God. Oh, oh By no, God. it's not gone oh, well dear. in the past. <laughs> Is this a reaction to like Marvel doing fucking f- six projects a year or something? At yeah, this point? I, look, I I think what could have happened here is that Disney are like, you're our two big cash cows. Why can Marvel do six and you can't do two? What yeah. the fuck's the stuff? What's up with that? 
That's clearly because Marvel's a superior form of media, Connor. It's the same discussion DC has every day. <laughs> Sorry, I thought it was Hero or Zero for a second and I just blacked out. <laughs> also, I think you just did slander to Star Wars fans, which it's fine to piss off me, but you don't want them on your back, Sean. No, I'm, like, I'm mostly a fan of Star Wars, I think, which is how I always have to qualify. You, you, you said to me, I love Star Wars, I just hate Luke. That's what you've said to me before. That's yeah. yeah. I love Mark Hamill, but <laughs> <laughs> you said shit performance, shit guy. I think yeah. you said. Yeah, yeah. Shit. Give me more. Give me more. Uh, who, who does everyone hate in Star Wars? Give me more Binks. Give me more Jar Jar oh. Binks. Is what I love. Said. A bit of Jar Jar. Love a bit of Jar Jar myself. No, like it's Star Wars is really interesting because it's such a fleshed out universe outside of most of the movies. Like, there's so much just shit that happens, and that's really interesting to me. But the movies just try and b- bottle everything into two and a half hours, and they end up hitting none of it. So the fact that we'd be getting... I Like, because you can do great Star Wars, pro- like, productions. Mandalorian being an excellent example. Like, that's a Western, weekly, but a Star Wars story. That's really cool to me. But what if... Would bringing out two movies a year, which, I mean, they're very capable of doing. They have billions of dollars. They can do whatever they want. Yeah. But do you think it dilutes it I, just as a property? I mean, I think Marvel can get away with it because you've got... I mean, Star Wars has loads of characters as well, but Marvel has the ability to do Doctor Strange, but then they also can do Black Widow. And they're in the technically the same universe, or Shang-Chi. Like, they're technically in the same universe, but they're not. Whereas I think mm. Star Wars, you have to hit a certain tone, no matter where you go. I don't know, because, like, I the galaxy's big enough that anything can happen. I think if there was a Star Wars movie that wasn't a world-ending threat, I think that would be that would be enough different from every other Star Wars movie we've ever gotten. That we would be yeah, and they don't have to make one shot in one second, otherwise the whole world is go- or the whole universe is doomed. Yeah, or you don't need to fucking, you know, have all the power of all the Jedi ever existing behind you to kill an old man in a chair. Like I just think he needs to keep coming back. I think you make every every do two movies a year, and every time somehow he returns. <laughs> That's the big bad. And even McDermott just casts that paycheck. I can't even blame him at this point. No, we're not blaming him. I mean, if they ask me to come back for fifty million dollars, yeah, cool. I'll fucking do a few days. Uh, But I mean, I love the idea of like by the fifth movie, two a year for like so a year, two and a half years in, it's just like he's back, and the hero's just like, oh, for fuck's sake! Yeah, (laughs) thought we just got rid of him. Jesus. And I've said this before, but you do a Darth Revan movie. And Darth Revan is just a better Darth Vader. I said it. So, Mm. Darth Darth Revan was a Jedi who fell to the dark side, killed all of his Jedi friends, then turned back and was then the best Jedi ever. Like, there's your trilogy. I mean, you could also just do a film or two series a year instead of two movies a year. But that doesn't make as much money. So they're definitely not going to do that. And I feel like with The Mandalorian, they've already channeled any Star Wars fans towards Disney Plus already because of how good that... Like, it's a credit to the show. Like, it it drew people in and it got subscriptions under them. 
but you can't just coast off that. So maybe like, even if it was a movie and then a show, and that's what you do every year. Yeah, I, I mean that would be. I mean, even one Star Wars movie a year for some reason it's, seems like a lot. It sounds like a lot, doesn't it? But we have a Marvel like it coming. We're getting to the point where there's going to be a Marvel movie every quarter. That's just how it's going to work. Yeah, like every three months, no matter what cinema you go to, is going to have either a Marvel or a DC film somewhere. Yeah, so I, like, I I guess what Disney are planning is that you have. A Star Wars, a Marvel, a Star Wars, a Marvel, a Star Wars, a Marvel. Eventually, like, that's how it'll be. <laughs> and, and then we just eventually just lose any original ideas. Let's yeah. just leave it. Just fucking Cannes Film Festival. It's all just, oh, what's Hawkeye up to? <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Renner's staying there for years. He's, oh, as long as you can. As long as you can. But, like, <laughs> I, I, look, I'm not necessarily against the idea of more Star Wars movies, I just, the way this is announced, I don't feel like the aim should be, let's make two movies a year. It should be, let's make the best Star Wars movie we can. I think let's make, if if you make one good idea and then you get a second good idea and you go, fuck, we could actually put both of these out in the same year. And then yeah. someone goes, that's a great idea. Let's put both of them out, one in February, one in November. We'll just cash a load of money. We'll actually know... Yeah, one in February, one in November, but then not another one the next February, because then you're only leaving like a two or three month gap. That's true. That's true. But uh, but like, you you need a Star Wars movie. It's always Christmas with like big Star Wars movies. I think Solo came out around May June kind of time. Not to say that yeah. that's why Solo didn't do amazingly, um, but I, <clears> like they put Rogue One, which was very much a by the numbers kind of Star Wars flick. That came out around Christmas time, and that was fine. I thought that was grand, um, but yeah, like the release schedule has to line up with the big moments. Do you know, like yeah. July is like a summer blockbuster, and Christmas is a celebration kind of a movie. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to move on, Sean, to our next piece of news. Now, this doesn't involve Star Wars. This doesn't involve Marvel. Well, then I'm not interested. Doesn't involve. Connor. Doesn't involve DC. <laughs> Sean, this involves. A cool idea. <laughs> sorry, I sorry, don't. please. Connor, dial it back a bit. <laughs> Original ideas. What is this? Free guy? Shut this up, had, Ryan Reynolds. This had better be Cruella 3 or I will throw you through the wall. Dave Batista. <gasps> Jason Momoa. Say no more. Buddy Cop movie. What? Is officially happening. <laughs> Amazing. Wow, really? Yeah. So it's less than a week since Dave Bautista appeared to put out a hopeful but speculative tweet suggesting that he and Jason Momoa should get together with director David Leach to do a lethal weapon type buddy cop movie. Right. (laughs) It's a week later and we have now come to the conclusion that the idea has come to fruition, Sean, because the idea is officially happening that they're going to get Dave Bautista and Jason Momoa together to do a buddy cop film in the realm of, like, lethal weapon. But I don't know if either one of them can be too old for this shit. I think they're both that's, just, don't mess with them. <laughs> that's the thing, because, like, what wouldn't... Isn't there usually a vast difference between the two leads in a buddy cop? Whereas... That, the idea would be you have a little and large, or a crazy insane some sort of differentiation that they don't get along at the start, but then they see their flaws as they balance each other out. 
Yeah, and but then you have Dave Batista, who is a charming strongman, mm. and Jason Momoa, who is charming, slightly taller strongman. Yeah, but I think who there's not I, much in I, I it. Did, definitely, Dave is like six five, but I think Jason Momoa is like six seven. <laughs> I think uh, that's it. I think David Batista is wider, so he looks a bit shorter, like proportionally. Yeah. Uh, the um, also the, David Leach did John Wick and Deadpool two as well. Just true. to point that out, this is true. So, but then you have a situation where you're doing a buddy cop movie where both of them are John Wick, <laughs> so you've got two John Wicks just mowing through people. Yeah, or do you do it like like is is one of them? Like a huge nerd. Like, do you do what they did with King Shark in the Harley Quinn show? Which is you make them, like, the pacifist tech guy when they're a monster. Yeah, you could have one of them. David is the pacifist tech guy, I could say. Yeah, Jason Momoa is like, the dude is like, come on, we need to get out here. Um, yeah. I, it is interesting, though, that this just started as David Batista just doing a tweet to be like, wouldn't it be fun? And I think they're on the set of Dune together so i mean so i mean they're they probably got along there and they're two very likable people so i could see them on a graham norton couch i could see them on a press tour together i think it could go quite well and can i just say i've looked it up they are exactly the same height (laughs) no way isn't that mad that's ridiculous that's i i fully thought that like Momo is like a few inches taller, but no, say one point nine three meters, both of them. See, Dave Batista is like freaky tall, but you don't know it's because like he's also freaky white. Yeah, you're like no one that tall could be that massive, but like <laughs> fucking is. And I think it's also when he's Drax, he has the high waisted pants, and they make him look a little <laughs> bit shorter because <laughs> they have to put Chris Pratt in like platforms, like yeah, can't have Chris Star Pratt's Lord on like, like four Apple boxes just to be looking in his eye. <laughs> Yeah, um, so do you, look, I mean, the the big question is, Sean, would you watch a buddy cop movie with these two as the leads? Oh, I definitely would, like, that's, that, 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 that's no question to me. Mm. Um, the question is, like, would this be a, like, is it a good movie? Or is it just, are you close enough, here's two really charismatic leads who will publicise it really well? And do really well on, like, Twitter and Instagram and Graham Norton and all of the rest. But, like, is will it be a good movie at the end of the day? I think Dave Batista doesn't do bad movies. Which is, other than that, like, Bob in a football stadium. But I don't even think that was oh, yeah. bad. I think that was just, like... I mean, it was probably fine as an action movie, and it was pretty cool, but I think Dave Batista is one of those, he doesn't really sign on for something unless he's like, this is cool. Although this is the one time he's like, wouldn't this be a really weird but cool idea? Let's get the two yeah. of us involved together. Wouldn't this be kind of interesting, I suppose? Like, yeah, I guess. And I think I think Momoa also has, like, a level of, like, no, I'm, I know what I'm worth kind of like he knows like he doesn't have to do the B movie I'm a strongman kind of deal he can get actual acting gigs whenever he wants because he's Jason Momoa like they're both in as you said they're both in June there's there's a lot of meat to both of those roles um can I like without spoiling too much about June like they're going to be in a scene together because I've seen a still you seen a still? Did you see a still, Connor? Mm. Gonna say, but no, but like Jason Momoa's character in Dune 
is it's a meaty character. There's a lot that can be done with that. And the fact that he's Jason Momoa, I think, is just a bonus then on top of that. I think you do a more... A Hobbs and Shaw film. It's going to be mm-hmm. like Hobbs and Shaw. I mean, you just it's going to be, really. But maybe yeah. in a situation where they don't have to constantly be quipping and they're both likeable. <laughs> okay, here's the scale. I've, I've developed this. Here we go. So, do you want this movie to be... On one end of the scale, you have Hobbs and Shaw. Right in the middle, you have Lethal Weapon. And then, right on the end, you have the very start of the other guys. I'm always going to pick the very star of the other guys. <laughs> it's the best scene in cinema history. Aim <laughs> for the bushes. I want, bushes. This, I want this movie to be four minutes long and I want them to aim for the bushes and then fall to their death. <laughs> it's the funniest joke. That makes no it's, sense. Whoever wrote that in a script was just like, take the day off. We're yeah, done here. You've peaked, like... So, like we've got yeah. we've got Mark Wahlberg, we've got... Yeah, okay, cool. I've written this four-minute sketch, and I think it's fucking amazing. That's absolutely what it was. Like, it was a sketch, and they just managed to get The Rock and Sam Jackson to do it. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone hasn't seen the other guys, go watch it right now, just for the yeah. start. Just get the... I guarantee you that clip's already on YouTube. Just watch the first four minutes of the other guys. Yeah. Um, okay, we're going to have to move on to... We've other news, Sean. We've also got a big trailer. But before we get there, we have a little bit of news about a little character known as Doctor Strange. Oh, um, that's a bit now weird. He's, got, he's going to appear in a bit of uh, The Multiverse of Madness. He's getting his own film. As opposed yes. to the other trailer he's also involved in. Which seems somewhat of a Multiverse of Madness myself. What? <laughs> <laughs> It's that Norman Osborn meme. It's a, it's a very layered joke. I'm sorry. Oh, God, good, good stuff. Um, and so we've we have another rumor, Sean, that Doctor Strange Two leak teases the arrival of the MCU's first X Men character. Oh, how? What? Really? Okay. Now, Who? I want you to take this with a massive. Think of the biggest grain of salt you've ever seen. Right. This is a theory or a leak, quotation marks, from somebody with insider information. Okay, so this is straight from the desk of Kevin Feige himself, you say? Straight from Kevin. This is this is from a man called Bevan Feige. And Bevan says um, that <laughs> the reveal is that there's going to be a new superhero team revealed in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness... And the superhero team in question is the Illuminati. That will Fuck be off. No. Yes. <laughs> no. I, I wanted to bring this to you as our resident Marvel expert, Sean. Why is that definitely a no? Because the Illuminati is the six, like, most, first of all, the most arseholy men in Marvel comics all get together because they think they're the best people to determine the fate of the world so you have iron man representing humans well he's out he's fucking dead as shit man (laughs) (laughs) he's done you have also charles xavier representing mutants you have namor the submariner representing the atlanteans he's not in there yet you have black bolt representing the inhumans 
We don't have him either. We don't have him either. Uh, you also have I think Black Panther uh, is also there. King T'Challa representing okay. Wakanda. And there's also a sixth member. Uh, Reed Richards, of course, representing the Fantastic Four. <laughs> he just got himself involved in that team. He's technically also on Earth, but it's fine. <laughs> he just didn't want to be left out is the only no, thing. No, he, he, no, no one bastard he, Reed Richards. No, no one bastard Reed Richards. But no, he's like he's like he's extra dimensional kind of stuff. Is what he's dealing now, with. The team that will be revealed, apparently, according to these sources, will not be that team because, right. of course, that team's dead a bit of an all star cast. Most, <laughs> yeah, at least one sixth is dead as shit in a scientific <laughs> term. Um, so, uh, the team that will comprise of the Illuminati in, in Doctor Strange will be Professor, Professor Charles Xavier, Captain Peggy Carter, Balder the Brave, Monica Rambeau, and Mordo. Um, so, right. the main part of all that is that you've got Charles Xavier involved yeah. with the Illuminati in some way or shape or form. So it would be a very, very soft introduction to just have one character. This is Charles Xavier. He's part of this team. And then that's how you introduce them. Right. Okay. And I don't mind that, I suppose. It's kind of a weak sauce Illuminati, I think. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's kind of just like a thrown together one. It's like it's like okay, we need Charles Xavier, and who else can we slot in? Kind of a deal. Um, it kind of helps in setting up a multiverse because it's like, oh, here's these established characters that we already know their deal, but here's them in another universe, and this is how they act, like Mordo and Peggy Carter and that kind of stuff. Baldur uh, the Brave is um, an Asgardian who is a half-brother and close friend to Thor. Yes, so, indeed he is. So uh, we have him involved as well. But we know who Monica Rambeau is, of course, from WandaVision. Um, it's weird that she's gone from WandaVision to <laughs> part of the Illuminati, but okay. Yeah, it kind of, like... I sub- now, it does make sense when you consider Scarlet Witch is going to be quite a big part of Multiverse and Madness. Yes, so there's so she's a character brought in she as the expert. Yeah, and... She she would meet Monica Rambeau and presumably that other version of Monica Rambeau would have no memory of the events of one division. So it's again establishing to the audience, no, these are different versions of these characters. So, I mean, what would you think of this idea of them bringing the Illuminati in? Do you think there's already so much shit happening to just maybe leave it and yeah. introduce the X-Men in another way? That's the thing, because I think, like... There's already so much going on in Far From or fucking No Way Home and this that, like, do you really need to delve into the concept of the Illuminati right now? I think the Illuminati as a concept, right, like, as a team, I think would work better if you saw it assembled over the course of some movies. Like, I, I think that's more satisfying because it's like, here's the arrogance of these people that we've seen in their own movies and now they think they can control everything. Like, yeah. rather than, here's six people who rule everything. Like, it just it doesn't have the same and also, impact. Also, Tony Stark would have 100% already set up the Illuminati if we're going off MCU Tony Stark. Without question. Like, yeah. <laughs> he, uh, uh, like he, he probably was already setting it up 
right bef- right up until the point when he snapped. Right, uh, yeah. Um, so I mean, I just I did. I wanted to bring this in because that's the rumor that's going around. But of course, it could be nonsense because I mean, Doctor Strange has a multiverse of madness currently going on. It does not need probably another team. If they had the balls to also introduce the Illuminati, I mean, fair fucks to even, <laughs> even tackle that. But also, I don't think you need it. No, I don't, I, I don't think you need it. I think it's... It, but it's also so weirdly specific. It's so weird out of the blue that that's yeah. why I'm bringing it up. Like, it's not like, oh, they're going to introduce, I don't know, Tor. It's like, okay, well, that's just a weird somebody. Someone's like, yeah, Tor's in Doctor Strange. But it's like, they're doing this weird team, the Illuminati, yeah. <laughs> from the comic books. Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's, it's so, out, so left field and so specific that maybe there's a grain of truth to it. Like, I think in a multiverse movie, you'd be mad kind of not to float the idea of mutants. Like, I, uh, And you bring Charles Xavier in as an expert on what the hell is going on. Yeah, yeah, and like, or even like they meet Charles Xavier from another world, and they're like, "Oh, there must be a Charles Xavier in our world," and then they go and find him, and then they find Stuart the McAvoy. Uh, smack of uh, fast bender. Hmm. he shaves his head. That's how it does. How he does it now. <laughs> Um, so I think we need to leading on from our Doctor Strange news so the Illuminati could be evolved Sean we've got the big news of the week that we definitely missed but we are doing it now and that is there's a little trailer that has obliterated the global views and social media records of any trailer that has probably ever been released (laughs) ever Um, so it's had a staggering 350 million global views in 24 hours um, more than doubling the Spider-Man Far From Home and also beating the Avengers Endgame trailer that only wow. had 289 million views. Piss easy. So, yeah. it, it, we're talking about Spider-Man No Way Home, correct? No, Spider-Man No Way Home. The trailer dropped. As you said, it was leaked. Kevin Feige's head exploded. Um, they found out the name of the person that leaked it. Uh, they oh, are definitely fired. Definitely. Those people will never work in Hollywood again. Kevin Feige has like blackballed the shit out of him, I can only assume. Um, but also, if you were another studio, you would definitely not hire them. <laughs> Why would you? But um, So this trailer came out, Sean. Lots to talk about. This is, this is kind this is of big. along the lines of what we expected, but seeing it on the screen just hits a little different. Yes. So... I suppose, looking at it, it picks up pretty much immediately from the end of Far From Home. Which You is, even see that scene. Yeah, yeah, where it's revealed that Spider-Man is Peter Parker, and everyone knows about it. Get some lovely chemistry between Tom and Zendaya. I mean, now we know why. Now we, now we know why, God. The rumour mill. <laughs> the the rumour mill. So, sometimes it... <laughs> Turns out a perfect loaf of bread. Uh, That's tree from tree, by the way. We had Toby <laughs> and Kirsten. We've got we had Emma and Andrew. Now we we got tree from tree. It's a, it's a relationship maker. No, I don't think it's, those other couples are still together. So it's I not. See. It doesn't bode well. <laughs> no, no, no. But, but for a while, it's class. <laughs> for a while, the chemistry's off the charts. <laughs> and it, you get we see a, like a fair bit of the fallout from. His identity being revealed, like he he's can't public go enemy and, number one. 
public enemy number one. People are looking at him everywhere he goes. Mephisto is there. Uh, and so, I'm sorry, like, I just, really quickly, um, yeah. we are not going to claim Mephisto's in this film. But no, although, if we claim it at every property for the foreseeable future, eventually we will look smart. Eventually we'll hit gold on that one. Um, like, So Peter Parker goes to Stephen Strange, Doctor Strange, or just Stephen, as he calls him now. It's a very funny bit. And is like, everyone knows my identity. This is terrible. His, his life is ruined. We see him in school. Everyone's taking photos. Yeah. And then we see Ned and, and Aunt May have been arrested. They're in jail at one point. Yeah, like, it, he's properly being interrogated. Like, to be because, like, and because they think he murdered somebody. They think he murdered Mysterio. And it's a very good point they raise. He's like, no, it's the drones. Oh, the drones you can control with the glasses you were given. That Tony Stark left to you. Yeah. But you're also not Spider-Man at the same time, correct? Yeah, exactly. So he's kind of fucked. He's kind of fucked. He's between a rock and a hard place. And so he's like, if only there was a magic spell that could undo all of this. Um, My favourite bit is when he shows up and he's like, could you help me? And Wong is just like, do not. I'm going on my hollybops. I'm going off to be in Shang-Chi, okay? I'm going off to make a billion dollars in a different property. But when I come back, nothing better be changed, Doctor Strange. I'm telling you now, Stephen, if I come back and there's multiverses, I am going to be fucking pissed. Yeah. And Strange properly has the grey temples as well in this movie, like from the comics. Like he's just... What's it all the snow? I, I think what happened was the Hulk burst through the roof in Infinity War and then in the five years it was never fixed. <laughs> that's I think just lazy. That's just laziness. Like, that's ridiculous. It's also a Christmas movie, so... I mean, Stephen, you're, you're magic. Just make a new roof. It's that's fine. It. And also, like... Far From Home was set six months after Endgame, so... Like. That's just, that's just, I mean, this gives me the impression that he is both lazy and just incompetent. So now we're just giving him the power to just wipe minds. No wonder that's, this went wrong. He's also been a wizard for like four years or something. It's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, you're no longer a novice, man. Just yeah. fucking sort it out. Get a fucking nail, a fucking tarp <laughs> to the roof. Get one plank of wood, get a different plank of wood, one nail, stick them together, stick you're halfway together. there. The... Um, <laughs> And so, and and he does a spell and Peter starts interfering with his spell being like, no, I want MJ to remember me. I want Ned and Aunt May to remember. Which is a very Peter Parker thing to do. To fuck it up at the last minute, correct. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, (laughs) To have good intentions, but fuck it up. Yeah, exactly. And so it's, he's, the spell is to make everyone forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Um, this is very similar. I don't know how to like logically segue into it. It's very similar to a comic book story called Brand New Day, which okay. is out after the events of Civil War, someone tries to assassinate Peter Parker, but with his spider sense, he dodges it, and the bullet flies straight into Aunt May's chest. And so Aunt May is dying in the hospital, and Peter's going around to everyone looking to see, can you help? Reed Richards, can you help me? Uh, Tony Stark can you help me Tony Stark doesn't help because he can't and also Spider-Man betrayed him and, and Reed Richards doesn't help because he's no bastard Reed Richards no bastard Reed Richards literally uh, the, the cold comic panel is him laughing 
for 10 is, minutes. And just like twisting Aunt May's neck, like in the next <laughs> panel. Uh, Can she help me stop the universe? No. So <laughs> She's got to die. So Spider-Man eventually goes to Mephisto and makes a deal with Mephisto. Oh. No, and I'm not saying Mephisto. I think Strange has taken the role of Mephisto in this new story. Doctor Strange is Mephisto. Confirmed. Confirmed. Uh, and so he's like, I, I just want people to forget. And Mephisto, it, you know, echoing the cries of comic book readers everywhere, wants Peter Parker and Mary Jane's marriage in return for saving Aunt May's life and removing and, everyone's memory of Peter Parker. And Peter Parker at this point is like in his 30s and he's finally happy. MJ yeah. is like a supermodel. It's, it's all going well for him. Everything's good. But the problem is, it was a way for them to write around the fact that 31-year-old Spider-Man is not interesting to teenagers. So they had to reset the timeline, basically. Pretty much, yeah. And so it looks like... like, And I do think by the end of this movie, MJ is going to remember Peter again. I think that's a thing that's going to happen. I think they're going to smash it together into the perfect universe. So... Aunt May and MJ still remember. And Ned. And Ned. Actually, I think Ned's going to become the Hobgoblin like he does in the comics. Ah, right. Okay. So he would have to forget? I think so. So I think he's going to do that and he's going to see Spider-Man being a quote-unquote menace and then he's going to snap and become the Hobgoblin in some way. but... See, their relationship is one of the best part of all these movies. It's amazing and it's so wholesome, so it would be even better when Ned becomes Hobgoblin. Also, Jacob Batlin lost like a shit ton of weight recently. Um, Did he? I think, yeah. I, 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 Good no, for him. Might just be, yeah, it might just be for himself if he wanted to or whatever, but I also think it would fit the, the, the comic book look of the Hobgoblin, which is essentially a scarecrow. Are we, are we saying he's on that Marvel workout scheme? Could be. Could be. Mm. He could be the next uh, Thor. Chris Pratt. Uh, <laughs> either of the two work. Either of the two work. Um, we haven't even gotten to the main meat of this trailer, no, by the, the way. No, the, the main meat, by the way. I mean, it's all leading up to, like, 30 seconds of just reveal, 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 reveal. Um, and in it we see, I mean, we get, like, a glimpse of Electro, uh, yeah. which is, like, one frame. We get a glimpse Some of Sandman. Some sand... Uh, Some sand. Now, maybe get, a lizard? I think maybe a lizard. There's also a hint of lizard. Hint um, of lizard. But they had to come out with a big reveal at the end. And yeah. it made perfect sense that they would show the, the Green Goblin bomb. The pumpkin and, bomb. And the laugh. The laugh got me. Oh, you've got the laugh. they got to change the helmet of the suit, but they've got the laugh. <laughs> but, um, but then, to finish it off... I didn't think of this before, and I feel dumb, but Alfred Molina is mm. the only one of these actors that has given an in-depth interview stating, yes, I'm in that movie, <laughs> I'm definitely in that movie, I'm also coming back for that movie. <laughs> so, yes. It made sense that Kevin Feige looked at all the footage and said, let's reveal the one person everyone knows for sure is definitely in this film because he fucking revealed it himself, the idiot. <laughs> He said it's the worst kept secret in Hollywood and then proceeded to say he was playing the exact same character. Makes sense. It's a real laugh for everyone involved. Um, And look, just to say it as well, we didn't get confirmation of Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire. 
but also there were several leaked photos that showed them all together. Yeah, and I mean, I think the case is you reveal all these, there's a Sinister Six, and you know what's cool is I just like had a nostalgia flashback to us like maybe a year and a half ago, and it was all these rumours like, oh my god, they might be doing like a multiverse, they might be doing yeah. this, and we were like, wouldn't it be mad? And I think you even said to me, oh my ideal movie is Sinister Six, Tom Holland can fight them all by himself. And then he brings back the other two Spider-Men to help him. And that's exactly what's happening. If I'm right, I will be the happiest man ever. (laughs) It wasn't even that you said this is what's going to happen. You said, which is even more wholesome, I'd really like this to happen. I think it'd be a nice movie. But they'll never do it, surely. They'll never do it. It's my nerd dream. Uh, But yeah, right at the end, we see Alfred Molina as Doc Ock. He says, hello, Peter. He looks fabulously de-aged. Oh, fabulously. One thing to note as well, and this is something uh, from Spider-Man 2, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2, uh, the arms have the red lights activated. Now, when the red light... Mode. It's kind of kill mode. It means the arms are in control. Ah, so okay. In the movie, whenever the arms aren't red, that's when not all like, properly like went evil. Usually, and then sometimes you'd have a crisis of conscience. So what if... Marvel's what if, uh, what if this was a situation that Otto Octavius in those arms is still the corpse that we see at the end of Spider-Man 2. No way. And he's being puppeteered (laughs) by the octopus arms. (laughs) You think there's a ventriloquism in this film? I think, look, I, I, look, the, the, Wait a minute, he's only got five arms, one dubbed up his arse. Here's Oscar the Grouch. But uh, no, but like those arms are in like the, his spinal column and into his brain stem. So it's possible. I think I and, personally would have been of the opinion that Alfred Molina is the first one to change teams. Mm-hmm. So either he shows up to be like, Peter, there's bad guys coming through. Um, Green Goblin's here I've seen there's a guy with electric powers there's a sad man I think he's the most likely to turn face out of all of the heels really that are there because um, I mean he ends the film as the like the Green Goblin doesn't end his film as a hero of no guy, he ends up being stabbed to death in the balls he's, he stabs himself to death with his old glider um, it doesn't go well for him but I think Doc Ock finishes the film as a sort of, he saves the city from his own problem. Mm. Um, and he kind of has a heroic death. So I think he's probably the first to change. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Will they do heel turn Doc Ock? Uh, maybe. Because then you would have, he, he'd he have to reconcile perhaps with Tobey Maguire. Uh, like yeah. Maguire's or, or he... He's, I mean, he's a scientist. Him and Toby work together to get to there, to follow Green Goblin. That I don't know. Be. Oh, man, what if, like, all of the spider people use their various specialties? Because, like, Peter Parker, like, Toby Maguire is, like, the, 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 the old school, the sciencey scientist. And then Andrew Garfield. He's the old cop. He's the old cop. But, but, but you get what I mean? Like, he's the... He's the chemicals and formulas and all that kind of shit. Whereas Andrew Garfield's is like cobbling shit together from scraps that he found in the dumpster. But he's also a genius. But he's also a genius. But then Tom Holland has had everything handed to him 
but he's also a genius. <laughs> uh, but I do, yeah, I think Tom Holland's main the problem with Tom Holland not the pro- problem is that Tony Stark did everything for him. He did a lot. So, now, now fair yeah. enough, he made his own suit, but it was still with Stark technology in Far yeah, From Home. And, and I think I think watching the Amazing Spider-Man, which we did for the Lazarus Pit, I mean. It's just cool watching Spider-Man put a suit together. There's like, oh, this is yeah. interesting. That's my um, favorite. Yeah, some of our favorite stuff is Spider-Man on the ground getting started. And I think uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man is much more interesting when he's in that homemade suit than he is when... Like, <laughs> someone had a great tweet that, like, Alfred Molina shows up with um, Green Goblin and they're about to ta- attack Tom Holland and Tom Holland just goes, initiate kill mode <laughs> and just kills both of them immediately. <laughs> they're like, what the fuck is kill mode? <laughs> so, yeah, like... Uh, yeah, like, look, they're different... Different versions, same character, different movies. Different styles of Peter Parker. All of them are totally valid. Um... Peter Parker doesn't have to be broken, miserable all the time. But, <laughs> like, oh, Sean, th- this movie's going to be... I, just watching the trailer, you get excited. Sean, ha- how excited are you about oh, this film excited. right now? I'm very excited for Christmas 2021. Uh, mm. I think this is going to be... This is like endgame level hype for me, I think, at the minute. It's like, yeah. is it, this is something that has never been done before. I also, um, and I touched on this a bit in the... Spider-Man report that we did. I think this is going to be a nice second chance for because I for like Andrew Garfield because like Garfield loves Spider-Man. Yeah, they had that great interview with him, actors on actors. Yeah, and he I don't I can't remember who he was talking to, um, but he was saying like he loves Spider-Man, and so it, he's just like I was really sad about how it ended because it wasn't good. But I really liked that character. But the studio got involved. But he also couldn't be mean. So you could tell that he was just like disappointed. Yeah. And he can't say what's fully on his mind. But I think this could be a really good like send off for him. Um, and like, oh, give him and Tobey Maguire to is in. so dead. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> He's like, making definitely. the big heroic save. And fully dead. Yeah. Because I imagine in, like in his world after. Like Spider-Man 3, I imagine things were mostly just fine towards the end of it. So I guess he just like, he goes out and like he's, this is his last hurrah kind of a thing. But like maybe Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man has given up and he's Mm. so like sad at the end of everything. He's stopped being Spider-Man and this revitalizes him and he goes on Spider-Man's in his world. Gwen Stacy doesn't exist or well, I mean in Andrew Garfield's world, Gwen Stacy, bad things have happened. Yes. And so it makes sense that he gave up. Tobey Maguire is just maybe too old. Like, he's just... He didn't give up. He kind of retired. Like, he just can't do it anymore. I don't... Although, I don't... I don't. I never get the sense that Spider-Man, his body breaks down. Like, I just always think he's just invincible. There's, that's, there's a really good Spider-Man story. It's called Spider-Man Life Story. And it's like a one-shot kind of thing. But it's Spider-Man's story told chronologically. So it's like spans 60 or 70 years from the time he gets bitten to the time he dies and he full on just gives it up for like 20 or 30 years occasionally there'll be rumours of a man in a red mask saved the day but for most of his like older life he's just a retired dad living in the suburbs right okay see and then you have Tom Holland like but 
I, I just think it's going to be so cool. Like, just the three of them together, I, I want them to be written completely differently as well, because they are completely different, just in terms yeah, of yeah. Peter Parker's. Like, I want them to also not get along at certain points, although I don't want the drama to be like, we're not talking for half the movie. No, we better come together at the end. I Yeah, but I think, like, um, I think Tom Holland is going to think that Andrew Garfield is the coolest person in the world. Makes sense, he's got grey hair. He's got great hair, he skateboards, all the rest of it. I think Tobey Maguire Spider-Man is going to be, like, very by the numbers. Very like, no, this is what we need to do, this is how we need to do it. And Tom Has Holland anyone here kissed Gwen Stacy in front of MJ yet? Because I think that's a good plan, guys. I think, what I think we, we should all do that. Day. Come on. Come on do you <laughs> first you know what does. I'm talking about, Gwen Stacy, just like nudging Andrew Garfield, and he's just like and in tears the whole tears. time. <laughs> It's like, did, did you kiss her before she went, huh? Because I did. Do you have an MJ? I'll kiss her too. I'll kiss all of them. I'll, ki- I'll kill it. I don't give a shit. I'll kill it. I've got this black suit still. Um, Sean, I think we need to... We could do like another hour on this trailer. We could but, just chat um, shite. I, t- I do think we need to bring this episode to an end. Because, I mean... We could go full nerd and just start going theories. But I think we need to wait for another trailer. Because it's only the first teaser. Yes, yeah, that was a, that was a, that was a teaser trailer. There will yeah. be more to come. Uh, there will would be you more. like me to take us out, Connor? Yes, please. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We will be back Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero or Zero, and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Big thanks to everyone who supports us over on Patreon. As we've said a couple of times throughout the episode, we did do a review recently on the Amazing Spider Man. Um, so that is available for $5 or more a month you get access to that plus all of our back ca- back catalogues of all of the reviews that we've ever done so do head over, on over to patreon.com slash heroes for hire podcasts and check that out there's also a merch store link below also big thanks to all of our individual patrons so please get vaccinated longing rusted 17 daybreak furnace 9 benign homecoming 1 freight car and now Connor is in Winter Soldier mode, so thanks for that, Waffles. You'll be useless for the rest of the recordings we have to do. Thanks uh, also goes to Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe King Shark, do 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 King Shark, do 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 do. What? Don't say King Shark. It reminds me of the Starks. Fucking hate the Starks. Fucks. That was the loosest link I've ever heard. King Stark, do 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 do. No, <laughs> I killed him. <laughs> Roshin, Shordoshin, Halley, Ryan, Right Time, Evanson, Sean, Heroes Don't Do That, Jameson, Dominic, Josiah, Florida, Gal Green, Anna, Go Ducks, Helmroos, Lil Dicky. We've all heard the joke about what is the Eternals, but what about who, where, why, when, and how are the Eternals, McGrew? To oh, we'll answer to those, that. wait, wait until the review. I have that all lined up. O'Connor's going to take that one. Perfect. He'll be in charge no, no, of that no, no, particular no. segment. Thanks <laughs> also no- to Danny McLaughlin. <laughs> Ray, I wonder if the next one will be Spider-Man Home and Away. Luke <laughs> Chris Hemsworth True. would love that, actually. Oh, yeah. They bring back uh, Margot Robbie as well for the crack. Or yeah, she and Neighbours. Can't remember. Ah, she was all Australia, isn't it? And yeah. I can't believe Wanda did this. Thank you, everyone, for the continued support. Really do appreciate it. Head on over there if you want to support the show, but the most important way you can ever help us out is by telling one human being that we exist. Just the one, please. Yeah.
I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I've been Connor Long. I've been Sean Neal. And I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.